Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. And joining me once again is League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Pretty good. Just living life, you know. Pretty chill? Just I mean, chilling. Living the life, you know. Where, where That's did you all take, I got. Where did you take the hammer today? Uh, nowhere. <laughs> you just chilled at home, deprived the public of the Thor hammer. Just, yeah. It just kept my hammer by my side and just, like, waited just watched and waited. Looking for the right opportunity. You don't want to overdo it, I guess, with a Thor hammer. Nah, you don't want to be swinging your hammer all over the place, letting everyone know that yeah, you're the king of Asgard. You just keep, right. it, keep it on the DL. <laughs> As you do. Um, if Just in case no one's aware, um, the final start this weekend. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Hey, we've got four great games to kick off the finals, and we've already got one sellout, uh, which will be fantastic. So I, it's just going to be a great round of footy. Certainly is. So let's get underway. Uh, Friday you. night, traditional rivals. Roosters mm. take on the take on the Bunnies, the old girl, the SCG. Yeah, second-place Roosters versus third-place Rabbitohs. Kicks off at 7.50pm, uh, so expect kickoff around quarter past eight. This is... Nine. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really interesting game, because they played last week. The Rapidos beat the Roosters, but the Roosters had a couple of players out, and this time around, the Rabbitohs will be missing Sam Burgess, because he decided to become a hairdresser halfway through last week's match. So um, I tend to think... You know, they're getting a few back, the Rabbitohs. They're getting James Roberts back. They're getting Thomas Burgess back, which will be good for them. They're getting George Burgess back. Um, so he'll probably find a way to get suspended again, even knowing yeah, how the um, Burgesses are going. Adam Reynolds will also be back. Yep. Um, Dane Gagai, though, has been ruled out with his uh, dodgy hamstring. Yep. And uh, uh, Brett Morris and Luke Keary back into the... Um, to the rooster side. I think that their additions are way bigger than the, than the Rabbitohs ones. And I just tend to think that, you know, when you, a lot of these instances where you play back to back games, the, the roles tend to reverse in the second game. And I, I think that that's what will happen in this one. I think that the roosters will win it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going with the roosters in this one. Um, I can see there being maybe one or two, call-ups out of the extended bench as well for the Roosters in this one. Yeah. Because um, they've got Kiri, Orbison, Brett Morris, and Toka Aha are all on that extended bench. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they all make it into the, the 17. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the, the weird thing for the bunny side for me mm-hmm. is they've got a few fullbacks on that side, yet none of them are playing a fullback. It is a little bit strange. Like I feel as though, I feel as though the Rabbitohs are making do. I think that they, they have given everyone a go at fullback, and they're not happy with any of them. Um, and so I, I feel as though I wouldn't be shocked if they had a, a new fullback next year. Um, I don't know who, but I feel as though the club just is not happy with the fullbacks they've been able to bring to the club. Um, and yeah, it's. Look, the only thing I think that we 
we definitely will not see Ryan Hall coming to the side. I think if no, they brought not, Ryan Hall in, yeah, I think if they brought him in, the Rabbitohs would exploit him to hell. So, um, but yeah, that addition of, of Luke here is going to be key for the for the um, Roosters. So, you know, it's they're in a pretty good place, I think, to start the final series. Yeah. Um... I wouldn't be surprised if South make a play for Matt Dufty for next year. Yeah. All reports are he's on the he's on the outer. Um he's a handy fullback. And he yeah, wouldn't cost give... the world either. No, he wouldn't. I think they'd get him for cheap. He'd be uh he'd add a lot to their a lot of attack to their back line. He's not the sort of playmaker you want at fullback, but at the very least I think he's a better ball runner than any of the other guys they've got, to be honest with you. Yeah, and look, if if Souths want to spend some of that coin that they freed up with the English retiring, Mm -hmm. then there's a million-dollar fullback over at the West Tigers they can have. (laughs) Well, you know, I feel like they might just pass on him. Yeah, everyone bloody will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I think that a lot of that money would be soaked up by James. James Roberts when they brought James Roberts in um, after Inglis retired, but you know we'll see what happens. I I'm just not impressed with their backline at all at Souths, and I tend to feel like the club isn't either. To be honest with you, so um, but yeah, I I feel as though Souths, I think the roles will be reversed this week, and yeah, it's this weird thing, right? And I've heard it in the media. A lot of the media is going like, oh, the Roosters at the SFS, they've made it a fortress. I feel like it's more just the product of the Roosters being good rather than them having some sort of hoodoo at the SCG. Yeah. It's like, what the, f- the hell? Yeah, that's what it is. The thing that's going to stand out for me in this match, I'm just having a look at some of the matchups on here. Yeah, Daniel Tupil and Latrell Mitchell are going to be up against Campbell Graham and Corey Allen. Now, for me, yeah. that's a big mismatch. Definitely. Most definitely. Um, and Mitchell, if Mitchell's on, like Tupo's been really good this season. I think he's been under the radar good for for the most part. But when Latrell Mitchell's playing well, and Tupo has obviously played well all season, they're ridiculous over on that side of the field um, yeah. to the point where I, I think Tupo has gone back to playing for Tonga. But, man, if they, they wouldn't be out of place as the Australian you know, center wing combination. That's how good they're playing. I thought Absolutely. that Tupo might have been on the radar for New South Wales actually this year, but he got injured just at the wrong time. Yeah, look, I, I named him in the New South Wales side for game one, but yeah, that injury did, did put a kibosh on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the other side of the back line, you've got uh, this defensively strong and still quick, Joseph Manu and Brett Morris up against Alex Johnson and James Roberts. And I think they negate... That, that other side. I think they sort of cancel each other out. So um, I can't see much joy for South on the spread it wide. No. And I can see them being carved up when um, when Mitchell gets the ball because Tedesco will be out on that side as well. Yeah, and the thing about Manu too is he's one of those plays, and he's been one of the form plays in comp the last couple of months, but he's one of those guys that if you put a challenge in front of him, like you, you put a big-name player in front of him, he loves going head-to-head with them. And I wouldn't be shocked if he just put put it on Roberts in this game. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised at all. 
It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if Cody Walker turns up this week. He's been named as a captain in this one, and um, he has been terrible since Origin. I think he's probably played two okay games since Origin, um, and he really needs to step up. They need him yeah. desperately. It's, and you know the other thing? It's kind of weird that Adam Reynolds has no injuries going into the finals. It's it's scary. Wow. <laughs> There's still a few days left. Yeah, he, he can still pull a hammy at some point, I guess. Eh? Exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the next game, which is the Storm versus the Raiders. Um, now, the, no Ricky Stewart coach side has had back-to-back wins over Craig Bellamy coach side since the very first two games of Ricky Stewart's coaching career. Oh, wow. Back in 2003 Wow. The, and on that occasion... Both the wins were down here in Melbourne, and yep. the first game saw the saw the Raiders come from behind to win. Or oh, sorry, saw his side come from behind to win. That was the Roosters then. Okay. So that matches in harmony, but yeah, he's got to somehow get this side up again down here in Melbourne and win this game down here. Yeah, uh, and the Raiders are coming off a loss to the Warriors, which I feel like you know they rested a few players and the Warriors. Yeah. You know, it was a bit of a nothing game. A lot of nothing games in that last round. First versus fourth. It kicks off at 5.40pm down there at uh, Amy Park in Melbourne. Um, You know, both teams are bringing a lot of players back. Uh, It's interesting to see Sam Williams has come into the extended squad. Um, You know, I, I tend to... I tend to feel like the Storm are going to win this one, though. I I have ze- I've said it all year. I have zero faith in the Raiders when it comes finals time. I expect Jared Crocker to miss vital goals uh, and ones that are very kickable. And I just think that the Storm um, they'll be ready for this. They'll be you know they didn't have a great last round, and I think they'll be re- they could put on a score here actually. Oh yeah, I mean the. Both sides rested a lot of people in the last week, too. I mean, mm. Melbourne went winning that last game without Brandon Smith, Cameron Munster, Curtis Scott, Josh Adokar, um, and two other bench players there. So they they rested a few key players. The Raiders were without Nickel Clockstead, Soliola, Bateman, Rapana, Lailua, Tapani, and Williams. Yeah, and I, I watched Williams play a game a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. I can't remember if he played last week. Damn, my memory's bad sometimes. But uh, I watched him play in the Canterbury Cup. He didn't really stand out too much, unfortunately. Um, he's one of those plays that Canterbury Cup's really his sort of level. Um, but, yeah, I, I just feel as though down there in Melbourne, this is their time of year. They know that they've won the mining premiership. They've been fantastic all season, and it's time to turn it on now. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I, I see Melbourne winning this one, and probably by at least at least double digits. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I feel as though this, for all of the good things that have happened to Canberra this year, and that they've earned, um, I feel as though this will be a bit of a welcome to the finals moment for them. Yeah. Now the next game, mm-hmm. Manly versus the Sharks at Asbestos Land. Yes, this will be fantastic for everybody that has a respirator. Anyway, um, Seagulls come sixth this year. The Sharks come seventh. This one kicks off at 7.50 p.m. at Lotto Land. 
uh, <laughs> not Brookvale Oval. It's Lotto Land. Um, yeah, yeah, this the is sea- the, as I said, this is the first time this year yeah. that the Sharks go into a game without one single player injured. Oh, really? Yes. They've got one player out because yeah. of suspension, and that's Ronaldo Militalo. Yep. But that's it. Everyone else is fit and ready to play. Yeah, just looking through their side now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Damn, it's a good side. Um, I so, think that the. I th- I feel as though the Sharks are going to romp this one home. Hey. Yes, on on the proviso. Yeah. That one Matt Moylan doesn't play. Yeah, I I feel as though there's always going to be some sort of excuse to not play him, and I think if they play him, it'll be like. They need someone on the wing, and he's sort of the last man standing. <laughs> I don't think I, they'll play him at fullback again. I don't even rate him as the one of the top two fullbacks at the club. I think, after what we saw a couple of weeks ago, Josh Morris filled in for Josh Dugan. Yep. And, man, he looked right at home at fullback. Yeah. He's one of those just, and it's the same with his brother, just super professional players that... You know, if you're calling them to do something, they'll do it to their best ability. And it's even at their worst, it's normally good enough. Like, yeah. you don't ever think, oh, man, he had a terrible game. Like, have you ever seen the Morrises have a really no. bad game? I don't no. think I've never seen that. Yeah. Always been rock solid. And this is the thing is, the one thing that works with this Sharks team, given they're so big on making metres through the middle, yeah, is having a fullback who runs the ball back hard. Yeah. All the times they were successful, they had a ball-running fullback and a, and a good one. Ben Barber was always running back hard. Valentine Holmes was insane. Yeah. Tiny little body. He'd just throw himself into the defensive way. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then they had Moylan, who saunters across the field and just hand, calmly handballs a two-winger gets them to do the job instead. And takes the momentum out when you get a fullback. He just saunters around looking for someone else to run the ball because it just gets yeah. the defense so much closer you're then having to work the ball even further out of your line with no momentum and no go forward. So you, it seems doesn't seem like much, but it just means that your forwards have to run an extra 10 metres back to get on side so they can do a hit up. It's all taxing. Yeah, and, and it take, just takes the impetus out of the attack. Exactly. And so Dugan has been a revelation the last few, probably the last month, to be honest, when he's been moved to fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they need to keep him there as much as they can. And if he gets injured, which is possible, then... Josh Morris has to take over, not Moylan. I don't know what they do with Moylan, other than cut him. Well, I mean, there was the rumour a couple of weeks ago that he was going to end up at Penrith. I really, really hope that that's not the case because, I mean, personally for me, he burnt his bridges when he decided to just not play in a a, a finals game a few years ago. Um, And he was out there warming up on the field. Like, he wasn't warming up, but he was throwing a football around with the, the ball boys and stuff while his teammates were out there warming up for the game. I found that absolutely disgusting. Um, I think that Matt Moylan, you know, send him to bloody Super League stuff. It make him play for Huddersfield or something. I would. Yeah, I, I don't see how he deserves the salary he's on. No. And how he can be considered um, one of the NRL elite playmakers. He does do some good stuff. There's no doubt about it. A lot of the English players would do the same thing over here, but that's where he's at. Yeah. I'd say it, he's Blake Austin level. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I would say that he makes more mistakes than Austin. 
Yeah, Austin uh, at least runs the ball forward too. Yeah, like, yeah. Wellen is one of the most timid ball runners I've seen in a long time. As I said, since Tim Moulton. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cra- And he will run across to his winger and... Uh, yeah, palm him, a, palm him a hospital ball. Yeah, he will. Yeah. I they, like I, I really do. I think that the only reason we will see him play again this year for the Sharks is if it's like they've got no other choice, absolutely no other choice. Um, and then I, I would guess that he would be on the wing because you just can't have him at fullback. He's, he's not good enough. He's not an NRL fullback. Um, the other thing about this game I'm really interested to see and I kind of hope happens. I really would love to see Tony Williams in that Seagull side. <laughs> I think it would be the best thing ever. See this dude, he's, he's like built like a brick shit house. He should be dominating the game. And he's just going to trudge around and do not much of anything and probably make a stupid mistake and miss a really easy tackle just being lazy. I think that would be fantastic to see that. I can, you know, I'm going to say this. I can see it happening because Manly's named a debutante on the bench. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that kid gets dumped and Williams comes in to replace him. Des loves him for some reason. And look, to his credit, Des actually gets gets value out of him. Largely. Yeah. Um I, I don't, I don't I'm not, know I'm why. Not, I'm just I'm not saying he's first grade quality, where he's yeah, clearly yeah. not, but uh if anyone's gonna get him to work and perform for one or two games, then Des will. Well, I would I would actually say that if anyone is going to get the best out of Tony Williams, right? It's obviously the groundwork that was put in last year by Trent wow. Barrett. It was remiss of me to not not to uh, bring that up. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was just a given that everyone knew that. But yeah, uh, well, right. I mean, the whole reason the Seagulls are here is because of Trent Barrett. Yeah, so, I mean, he got them he got them out of that horrible merger with Norse. Yeah, yeah. He actually, um, he, when he, you know what, one of the things underrated about when Trent Barrett was at the Seagulls, no one was talking about asbestos at all. And then Des right. Hasler turns up and all of a sudden there's asbestos. It's like, I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, I, I'm not I, blaming Des Hasler. I'm not saying he put asbestos there. All I'm saying is, Trent Barrett never had asbestos problems. Do you think Trent may have buried some plastic chairs out there which may have had some hazardous material inside the chairs? Like well, sabotage. I mean, well, what do they make that? I mean, I guess it's like, uh, what what do they call that shit? I'm trying to think of what they call it. The uh, molded plastic, uh, injection molded plastic, I think it is, with the chairs. I don't know that they would build a chair out of asbestos, unless you didn't want it to burn, I guess. Maybe maybe Trent got them made out of it just to recycle a bit, save any cash, future planning for his sabotage. <laughs> Who knows? All this, all this will go on and bring the clubs to his knees, and Trent will come running along going, I'll save the day, make me coach again, I'll fix everything. I'm just really glad that they say they said, you know what, we found asbestos here, and then like 48 hours later they were like, oh, no, it's all good, just trust us. Yeah. I wouldn't be oh, trusting no. it's, anyone. It's not, a, it's not bad asbestos, it's the good asbestos. Yeah. It's okay. It's the good This stuff. one's fine. We gave it the green tick. Um, yeah. Who were the independent people who came and did the test on that asbestos? 
I'm sure they tested it good, but I just don't know how you, like you don't, it's not something you just cover up, you know, it's not something you just, I don't know, put, I don't know, I, I just, it's something you've got to clean <laughs> up. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. You've got to treat that thing like Chernobyl. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You like can't you just gotta, say, yeah, don't worry about it. It's down it's... and everything. The wind will blow it away. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Yeah. Very weird. I don't understand it. And look, that's probably why I don't deal with asbestos. The only way I know you deal with asbestos is that you handle it very carefully. You've got to cover the truck. You've got to keep everything wet. And then you just dump it outside of some, you know, public school somewhere. As you do. That's the norm. Yeah. She'll be right. You're in the desert somewhere. Um, next game and the final game of the round: Parramatta versus the Broncos. Yeah, the um, big sellout. Mitchell Moses. I mean, the this... the game is sold <laughs> all of their seats. Yeah. Um, sorry, this but be... this is this is the one game of the round. Yeah, I literally don't give a shit about. Really? See, this is the one game of the round I'm maybe looking forward to the most. Uh, I just think. Paramount has done nothing all year to excite me. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm not saying that they play crap. They've played good football. They deserve to be in the finals. Mm-hmm. 100%, absolutely. But I've not seen too much from them. It just makes me go, they're unstoppable. They're going to win the premiership. Mm-hmm. They've been like Manly. Just, yeah. Eh. Yeah. They've, they've won enough games. They haven't gone on this big winning run where they were just unbeatable for you know six or seven weeks in a row. They just, they they held their spot. And they're just there. And yeah. Brisbane, uh, they are complete pretenders. Oh, definitely. 100%. I think that the thing that excites me about this game, it's, you know, the Eels are in fifth, Broncos are in eighth. That kicks off at 4.05 p.m. on Sunday. Um, it's seeing 30,000 people at that stadium. It's the first sellout they've had there. Um, that's going to oh, be amazing. That'll be yeah, that'll be great. There's no doubt about yeah. that. The other thing is that to see how the young Broncos players play in front of a, a, in front of that crowd is going to be really interesting. It sold out super, super quickly. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this one pans out. I think that the Eels should win pretty easily. I think that with that crowd that will be at the game, it'll. I mean, that's going to lift them to a huge, huge extent. Um so yeah, I am looking forward to this one. I gotta say, are you looking forward to the huge battle in the halves between Moses and Boyd? I really am. It's going to be like a case of who can really stamp their authority going across field. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> um, I think we'll tackles. see. Yeah, I I think that what we'll see is um, New South Wales's Wally Lewis really step up in Gutherson. Um, he'll probably make a lot of meters, probably two or three of them. And Sivo and Blake really need to step up there um, and take the take the team on their back, which have really, for the most part, done all season. I mean, Sivo's season this year has been absolutely outstanding. Um, oh, Sivo's yeah. been brilliant. Sivo yeah. has been. And the thing is, he's got better as he has gone on. Um, he's just Radraja Mark too. Yeah, he really killed off Rod Rajas' market value in the NRL. Yeah, destroyed it. Yeah. 
like at the very worst time, it's like Rodriguez is going around at one nine hundred thousand, and he's Sevo. He's on like minimum contract, doing the exact same thing. Uh, it's just it was a terrible timing. Yeah. Um, there's a few other good battles I want to see here. Um, I want to know if David Fafita can can break Sean Lane in half. <laughs> it's just a train against a very very long stick. Yeah. Just see how that one goes. And um, whether Kane Evans could could do the same thing to Matt Lodge that he did last week to the uh, who was it he hit last week? Clock that poor I, kid. I, I thought he got a suspension. I mean, like he, he well, did actually. Yeah. Why is his name in this list? Yeah. Uh, like he, they were looking at. I mean, that must be a good proper suspension. Maybe the NRL list is oh, updated. No. It hasn't been updated. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's disappointing. I would have liked to have seen Evans trying to clock Lodge. Yeah, it would have been good. I'm interested to see how uh, the likes of Haas and Fafida um, handle finals footy. It's going to be, you know, I'd love to see them stand up. Oh. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to see them just be monsters. It would be so cool. Fafida's in some bloody good form right now too. Like we thought he's in good form when he got picked for New South Wales, but he's he has gone another gear higher since then. Uh, his form well, over the last few weeks has been brilliant. Yeah, he's like uh, the thing about him. Like they're talking about him. Will he be getting close to a million dollar contract? And it's. I mean, he's a teenager and he's doing this. Imagine how good he'll be when he's just hitting his prime at thirty years old. Matthew Johns will be like, oh yeah, now's the time. <laughs> he will be. Um... One thing I think Brisbane should really be looking at is mm-hmm. completely cutting Andrew McCulloch from the squad and starting with Seguiara and just letting him play 80 minutes. I agree 100%. I think Seguiara has done. so much. Yeah, Seguiara has so much energy when he gets on the field. And McCulloch just looks like a, a very old, aging maths teacher. He, he really does, eh? <laughs> um, I don't He's just very brown. Like, I, I guess the injuries and the, just the workloads caught up with him because... Like, they're a different team with Segi Arrow on the field. And I guess when you play Segi for the whole game, you obviously cut down on his attack. But, I mean, it's, you're still getting more out of him than you do with McCulloch, which That's is the, a if you've got, big thing. If you've got Lodge, Haas, Fafita, Gillette, Offerhengawi, um, you've got those blokes in your side trying to, you know, looking after you in defence a bit. That's going to help a fair whack. Yeah. 100%. And I think that, look, if I was the Broncos, I'd be looking to try and exploit this Eels pack, maybe move them around a little bit. Um, I I, th- I think that's the only way they're going to be able to win this game because they just, I mean, matchup for matchup, they've got some class in their side, but it's inconsistent. And, I mean, then you've got Darius Boyd, who's a complete zero. You know, he's played one good game in 18 months. Um, I don't he's expect massive, him to play. I'd play he's a in. massive liability in that in the halves too for Parramatta uh, for Brisbane. Yeah, he's just a handbrake on everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like to see them like get Segiaro get Segiaro in there and just really work them around the middle of the field. You know, make these uh, Parramatta forwards really get on their toes, have to move from side to side, and that. I think that they've got a fair bit of mobility, even though they've got a lot of size, they've got a lot of mobility in this Broncos pack, and that's where I would look to exploit Parramatta. 
Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with Evans, whether they move Brown to prop or whether they put Alvaro there. It'll be interesting. Uh, look, I, I mean... You know, I would play Paulo. I would take Paulo off this out of the starting side. I'd have him off the bench. Um, but you know, they—I mean—they don't really have that luxury now, do they? Now that Evans is gone, well, they've got Mo Rowe and Terrapin on the on the bench. You can bring on as backup, sort of back roll tackling sort of people. Yeah. So I tell you Alvaro, what, Alvaro and Brown could start in the front row. And have Paulo on the bench, bring yeah. one of those other two up. See, Moroa, I don't rate Moroa. Hey, I think he's pretty. I think he's a reserve grader. It's weird. His his game has really fallen off over the last probably two and a half years. I reckon. Um, the you know the interchange bench and their reserves are a bit weird. I watched Hoffman play a game. In, in reserves, him and Will Smith were absolutely outstanding. I watched Will Smith score a try that was a man's try. He got the ball and was like, no one's stopping me and just went for it. It was incredible. But there's not really a place for him in this side. Um, and Hoffman, I mean, you know, the only way he's going to play is if there's an injury to one of their wingers. Outside of that, he's not getting in the team. So, um, but yeah, that that is, that's our suspension to Kane Evans. I think that's a bigger blow than has been made out for this Eels team. Oh, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it just it cuts down all of their options for what they can do. Both sides, though, are fielding fairly light forward uh, benches. So yeah, don't be surprised if the second half of this game opens up a fair bit and you see a few points. Yeah, I mean, you look at that Broncos bench, it's, it's pretty average, eh? Very. Um... <laughs> So there's, I was going to see if there's any news. The Sharks are not overly confident that Matt Moylan will be able to return from a hamstring injury. Yeah, so, I think that they're overly confident that they won't be picking him either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brad Parker must pass percussion, uh, concussion protocols if he's going to play this week. Um, Pasika and Sirenan are both gone for the season for Manly. Sirenan's loss is just massive for Manly. Yeah, like he, he was playing so well. It's a real shame. Um, Tony Williams has been included in the twenty-one man squad, mm-hmm. and they requested the NRL for an exemption to have him play. Mm. I don't know if, if the NRL has given that exemption yet. Yeah, I haven't heard if they've given it. Um, but my guess is, I mean, they must have if they've still got him in the twenty-one man squad because they put that that they put that request in, I think, on Monday. So yeah. for him to be still be named in the squad, I'm guessing they got it. Yeah, it must have done. Um, so yeah, for I'm, I'm going for the the Roosters in the first one, then the Storm, the Sharks, and the Eels. Yeah, I'm going Roosters, Storm, Sharks, and. Yeah, it's hard to go past the Eels. It's hard to go there past go. the Eels. Um, so that would mean um, basically next weekend, I mean, we'd see that we, this year, this season would be over for the Sea Eagles and the Broncos, and those two teams would be taken on the Raiders and the Rabbitohs. And I don't know that you can say who is playing who. I think they there's some way they work it out. 
because I, I went on the NRL website for the draw for the finals, and everything was TBA. So, All right, I'll try and work it out for you here. So, Luther quarterfinal one. Okay, so the the loser of Melbourne versus Canberra, yeah, will play against the. Uh, winner of Manly versus Cronulla. Okay, so w- for us, we would say it's going to be Raiders versus Sharks next week, down in Canberra, yep. I guess. Yep. And so the next week for us would be Rabbitohs versus Eels at ANZ Stadium. Yes. Could be a big crowd for that one, if the especially if the Eels romp home. Yeah, so... Oh, boy. Sharks have to deal with uh, asbestos and they're going to go and deal with the frigging snow down in Canberra. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if it's if it's getting warm yet. You know, it doesn't really get warm in Canberra. But... No, it never does. As soon as the sun goes down, that place is minus five. Didn't you tell me last time the Sharks were down there that was their record absolutely horrific down in Canberra? Uh, quick look. I, I think you might be right. I think it is. Yeah. Pretty- pretty average down there from memory i think that's what you told me because i was going to place bets based on whatever you had told me about it i can't remember what it is now Um, it was one way or the other it was either really impressive or horrific just trying to find through the 15 million different files i've got on my computer yeah it's all right (laughs) we're looking at games that have it we're doing fucking uh prep for games next week that haven't even been set. <laughs> yeah, we've already decided who's winning. I'll okay. tell you what I'm at. Yeah, go on. Uh, the Sharks lost their last game at Canberra. Yep. But won the six straight games before that. Oh, there you go. And they've won, let's see, 12 of the last 16 games in Canberra. Yeah, so it was super impressive. Yeah. I think that I think the failure thing was my part because I'm pretty sure I put money on the Sharks and they lost. Yeah, they and I was did. like, I'll just invoice Andrew for that money. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they lost largely because of their goal kicking and nothing else. Yeah, that's right. Because they scored it, four tries to three, but kicked two goals to five and lost by two points. I tell you what, if can you imagine if the Raiders win this week and next weekend is Storm versus Sharks? Down here. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. that would be awesome. Yeah, not, not if you've got to live with someone who's a Sharks fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, the Sharks had done all right down here after, initially after they won the Premiership. Yep. They won their, their next two games after the grand final in 2016 down here in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. They beat the Storm 11-2, then they beat them 17-14. Mm-hmm. But they've lost their two games since then. And Remember the game? Only, I was going to say, they're the only two wins that the Sharks have had down here out of 11 visits. Oh, wow. That that game early this year at Shark Park where it was a very, very strange game. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. It was That was probably the weirdest game of the season, I reckon. They have enough for, for turning out games like that, these two. 
Yeah, they really do. It's uh, That's why it would make it so good. I guess if we saw the Eels versus Roosters, uh, that would be at the SCG. That would not be as great. Or the Roosters versus Broncos. I, I mean, it, either of those matchups are a bit meh. But the Rabbitohs versus Eels would be good. Rabbitohs versus Broncos would be good too. Yeah, that would be good. Because you'd get the whole week of everyone talking about the coaches' clash. Oh. Which can you imagine Wayne Bennett mind fucking Seabol for another week, not saying anything? Seabol running around going, oh, it's just like that. I'm not even thinking about Wayne Bennett. I'm not even talking about Wayne Bennett. Why are you always bringing up Wayne Bennett? And the media's just standing there scribbling notes and shoving <laughs> so, my phones so, under his so nose. Anthony, no one said anything about Wayne Bennett. <laughs> you just did. You said yeah. Wayne Bennett. Yeah. Wayne Bennett. I heard you say Wayne Bennett. You just said. Anthony, Wayne Bennett. I just heard you. You said Wayne Bennett. Like, Anthony, just just settle down, mate. I don't want to have a war. I don't. I want to be friends. I don't have a war with him. I don't want to. I've got nothing wrong with Wayne Bennett. I want to be friends. Let's be friends with Wayne Bennett. He's a good mate. He's a good bloke. Good bloke, Wayne Bennett. Let's be friends with Wayne Bennett. Friends. Yeah, and then they say, "Hey, did you did you hear what the uh, Rabbitohs assistant coach said about Anthony?" And Anthony goes, well, "That's why he's still a fucking assistant." And they're like, "No, he said you're a good bloke," and he's like, "Oh." Not personal. Yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 good bloke. He's got that weird gravelly voice too. Like every time I talk to him, he's, he says like two or three words, and all of a sudden it sounds like he's got a, a a throat full of snot trying to get out of his out of his larynx. Yeah, yeah. He sounds oh, just clear your throat, son. Try again. Have another yeah. crack. He sounds a bit like you the last couple of podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, except less coherent, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like he goes on about trying to clean up all the problems Wayne Bennett, you know, had when he was at there. It's like you've literally done nothing, Anthony. Like it's the same lineup. You've done nothing different. Just shut up. Just shut up, Anthony. If anything, he's he's created problems that didn't exist and then yeah. made them worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, they, that's a team that needs a review. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Gus is going to be busy in the off-season. Yeah, he could. When he's finished up reviewing everything at the Dragons except their head coach, he could uh, head up to the Broncos and just review everything but only their head coach. That'd be good. <laughs> Put in place a five-year plan. Then he could go across to the Titans and review the person who reviewed them. Yeah, that'd be great. He could review uh, what title does... Uh, Mal Meninga have, like, would it be the head of football operations or some bullshit like that? Um, Master of Ceremonies? He's like, (laughs) Mal Meninga, right, is like the captain of the Titanic. And as the thing's breaking in half and sinking, he's looking around at everyone going, it's all right, it's still floating. Trust me, I've got this. We're going on the right path. We'll get there. Yeah, it snapped in half, but that's okay. It means we've got two boats now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're twice, as, we're twice as good now. Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm going to come in. Uh, I'm going to take over this ship. And when we get to where we want to get to, I know it's going to look like an absolute disaster, but just trust me, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> Meanwhile, a couple of Sharks fans are bobbing in the ocean, Rose is sitting on top of a wooden plank, Jack's half in the water, freezing to death, Rose won't move over to pull him up on there, and then she just 
lets go of his corpse. I mean, that's that's what happened. She let go of his corpse. Who would be who would be the corpses at the Titans altogether? Well, the Gold Coast fans, perhaps. <laughs> the corpse. Who would be the corpse at the Titans? Have to be the fans. <sighs> I, well, what if it was Callum Watkins? Because he kind of Ooh, played pretty poorly, man. That's spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit bitchy, wasn't it? That was a bit bitchy, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Callum. I hope you I hope you settle into Australia. You're living on the Gold Coast, brother. Like yeah. I tell you what, you, what you do, right? You put your feet up in the off season because all your teammates are. So don't worry about that. Do yourself a favour. Get someone to give you Corey Norman's phone number because he will show you a really good off season. All right. Invite him up to the Goldie. Go out, hit the town. It's a nice place. You you know you'll enjoy the sunshine, beautiful women. It's brilliant. Don't go swimming in the ocean though, because there's the rip rip currents out there, and the Gold Coast suck. Dude, you know when I was up on the Gold Coast, right? I I didn't put on sunscreen, okay, and I got my nose got badly burnt, but my like the my shins got badly burnt. One day I was just sitting there, you know, I didn't go swimming. I was just sitting there in the sun. And uh, my nose settled down pretty quickly in a couple of days. But my shins were so badly burnt that they were frigging itchy a month later. <laughs> like, it wasn't good. I feel like one day my legs will fall off. Nah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. When's the it'll sun ever hurt anyone? Yeah, that's right. It'll be fine. Yeah. We, we didn't put those on layer there. Someone else did. Yeah. Yeah. So it only affects other people. I agree. Yeah, that's Aussie man logic for you. Yeah, well, you know, what doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, that's been our review of the uh, our our uh, look at the preview. finals coming up this week. Yeah, preview. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're such good experts at this stuff. I mean, it's basically a review of what we expect to happen, and I mean, lock it in, like yeah, lock it, lock it in, now, down. Yeah, I'm not one to tell you to go and gamble, but spend all of the money that you've got on these teams because you will come out well ahead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. We may have just picked all the favourites as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, what would be best is to. Put money on all of these teams probably on Monday uh, a few days ago. Yeah. Back when the odds started to firm a bit, for, especially for the Sharks. Yeah, so if you're like living in a different uh, a different timeline, you will really be pretty happy about this podcast. It's really told you a lot about what's going to be happening. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so I guess we, that pretty much drops this one up, doesn't it? Yeah, We've got any, yeah. got any shout-outs we want to give out? Um, obviously, the starting block. Go on, on Twitter, look up the starting block, drop the K at the end, give them a follow. Uh, big shout-out to Nadine, to Richard Cradium, to Arabella, to uh, Bartram13. Um, who else? Who else we got? Uh, well, there's our own Twitter account too, Fergo Free oh, yeah. Pod. Yeah. Yeah, follow get on there that. And follow that. Yeah, we've got. We're actually starting to get the same number of followers for for the Twitter account as 
I don't know, one of one of Mark Levy's burner accounts probably has. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many followers he has all up between all of the alleged well, burner accounts. This is an interesting question because do you count follows from the other burner accounts? Um so if all fifteen of the burner accounts all follow yeah. the other fifteen burner accounts, do those fifteen that, followers that, count or do you have to cancel them out and delete them that, all? That's a good question. I don't know. I did you say uh, a few weeks ago at some idiot there's one of those idiot accounts where they just say sh- horrible shit to other people. That wasn't really horrible shit was saying to me, but um somebody said that I must have been buying my followers on Twitter. Because that's the only way I'd get that. It was fucking hilarious. Like, like the last thing on planet Earth I would ever spend money on is any shit on Twitter. (laughs) And let's let's be honest, you're not likely to go and make a rash purchase for the sake of it. Well, no, Um, I only make well thought out purchases. Offered to get some sort of brief public approval or anything like that. No. There's nothing like that would go on. It was so funny though. Like Did you did you smite him with your Thor hammer? I did. He was smited. Um and it's funny I put up a, a post that said if I'd paid for the followers I've got, I would ask for a refund. <laughs> yes. Yes. We've we've heard your thoughts on your followers before. I, yeah. I would have thought that um after you hadn't made that pretty clear yeah. But uh, would have been pretty obvious that that was a pretty dumb comment for anyone to make that you paid for. I, I mean, can you imagine buying like 7,000 assholes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that's the that's the starting ingredient for when they make um, sausages. So, and, uh... Yes, it is. You just need the lips after that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, check all those out. Get into them all. And uh, enjoy your footy on the weekend, people. And we'll we'll do a, a live broadcast for one of the games. We haven't really decided yet, have we? No, we haven't. Uh, we'll let you know as soon as we know what we're going to do. We've tossed around, I think, all four of the games so far. So uh, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, keep a, keep an eye out for that. And I guess until then, as they say in the classics, gamble responsibly. And we'll see you later.